0: You're listening to Sermons by Living Word. We pray today's message will bless you and help you grow in your relationship with Christ. I was going to uh, do the whole verse in one uh, sitting. And as I began to study it, the Lord began to break it down. So Lord willing, we'll be taking the next three weeks to study out the phrases in this verse. It says in verse 2, And Ruth the Moabitess said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. Father, I pray that you'd help us this morning. I thank you so much for how you love us and care for us. I pray that you'd bless in the service this morning, that you'd get the honor and glory from everything that's said and done. We thank you for who you are and that you desire to meet with us, pray for the preaching, pray for my voice, and that you'd fill me with your spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. There's a lot of things going on in this verse. It says uh, she is about to go out and start gleaning, and somebody's filled that she's hoping to find grace. And so, Lord willing, over the next three weeks, we're going to be breaking each of the phrases down uh, in this verse to determine what is actually going on. Today we're going to be looking at it's time to go. There's a lot of days in our Christian society that we're in and a lot of days in our society in general to where we will uh, stay and expect the blessings of God to happen while we're sitting on the couch. Uh, We are living in a lazy Christianity as it it is and, and there's a lot of people that are out there and they're expecting God to bless them but they're not doing anything for God. Ruth here, I begin to watch as I study through this verse. And she is getting up and going to work. She's about to go out and try to, to help her situation along. And in doing that, the blessings of God are going to come. But she's never going to receive those things if she's sitting back at the house with Naomi. There's three truths to the going that I'm going to bring out this morning that I hope will help us in our walk with God. Remember, our series title is My Relationship to God. Looking at who I am and at who He is through the book of Ruth and the characters that are in it and determining through looking at it what my relationship to God is. It says here, let me now... Go to the field. One of the truths that I want you to see from this, this morning is that Ruth gets up from where she is. Now, now we live in a day to where uh, we expect God just to come and bless us wherever we sit. We'll, we'll sit on the church pew and be like, bless me if you can and I'm not moving and then if you're going to bless me then I'm staying right here. And so we'll not go and do anything for God. We get saved and we're happy that we're saved and and, and we're glad that we are. But that's as far as it ever goes. We're not willing to make any moves after that. says, let me now go. She gets up from where she is in order to arrive where she needs to be. Understand that if she's going to arrive in the field of Boaz, there has to be a get up and go. She's never going to make it there if she is still sitting on the couch with Naomi as they're there by themselves at whatever's going on at Naomi's house. If she never gets up to go, she's never going to run into Boaz. And there's a lot of Christians today that are never going to run into the blessings that God has for them because they're not willing to get up and go and get into that area. Sometimes the will of God requires for me to go. In order for me to arrive here at Lander Independent Baptist Church, there was some going that had to take place. I could not arrive in the will of God and stay in Meadows of Dan, Virginia. There was a time to leave. I had to get up out of my comfort zone and go. Understand where Ruth is at here. She gets up from where she is. But she also gets out of her comfort zone. And this applies to... Young people is more than it does, but it also applies to, to older folks as well. We're living in a day to where mamas and daddies are letting their youngins live with them till they're 30 and 35 years old, and they're providing everything for them, and they're not making them go out and get a job. And what are they doing? They're living off of their mama and daddy. But Ruth here understands if she's ever going to be what she needs to be, then she has to get up and go out of her comfort zone. You say, what do you mean by that? Everywhere she's going to go in Bethlehem is out of her comfort zone. She is no longer where she grew up. She's no longer in Moab where she knows the customs. She knows how the traditions work. She knows what you say, when you say it, and when not to say it. She knows the the area. She knows the logistics. She knows all about that uh, Moab culture. But she's willing to get up and go into an unfamiliar place. We don't like unfamiliarity. We don't like it when it's uncomfortable. She's in a foreign land with strange people, and she says, let me go. She gets up and gets out of her comfort zone. I would ask you, do you live in your comfort zone with God? Because if you're living inside the the comfort zone, no doubt God is going to take you and he's going to place you outside of that at some point. Because you'll never grow as long as you're comfortable. Just like the teenage boy today. And I'll use the teenage boy because I was one at one point. Seventeen years old and I knew. I knew I had it made. I knew that I... I was living the good life now. I was living at home and Mama and Daddy was paying for everything. I didn't have to worry about paying a house payment. I didn't have to worry about paying the electric bill. I didn't have to worry about providing the food. All I had to do was show up to the table. And if I didn't have a Daddy that made me go out and begin to work in an uncomfortable place, I would never have left. I see kids like that all the time today. Mamas and daddies, they'll sit and they'll, they'll just coddle them. They'll, they'll get them by the hand and they'll just, now everything you need, all you just got to do. Mom and daddy's here. You don't need to do anything. Is that not the society we live in? And so we'll have these kids that they'll stay at home way into their 20s, into their 30s, and they'll never get out and get a job. They'll sleep in the, the same bed they grew up in. You say, why? Because they don't want to leave their comfort zone. Same thing's true with God. God's asking you to do something, and you say, I don't want to do that. Why? Because he's getting ready to make you get out of your comfort zone. Understand, when I came to Lander, there's a lot of things that are different here than where I came from. The culture's different. The people are different. The vernacular's different. The food is different. Every aspect of life is different. And if I'm not careful, I will let the uncomfortableness of that rule my life. That's why men leave the ministry. Because things got uncomfortable. But all I see is Ruth, she gets up in the morning. She puts on her work clothes. And she goes out into an unfamiliar place. And she does work that she's unfamiliar with. With people she's unfamiliar with. I'm afraid in church today we've got a lot of people that say, Well, if I could just get the right job, then I, boy, I'd really serve God. If I could just get around the right church, then I would, I would really serve God. Because then I would be around the right environment to serve God. Can I tell you the best place to serve God is right where you're at? Because if you're always waiting for, for, for perfection you're going to be sadly disappointed. Ruth understood that if her and Naomi was going to be provided for, there was going to have to be some leaving of the comfort zone. She couldn't stay on the couch watching uh, The Price is Right or whatever it was and, and trying to do all that and still be provided for. She had to get up and go. She had to get out of her comfort zone but she also gets out to do the work understand we've got people today that that as long as you're having a a potluck they'll show up as long as it's Bible school time and we've got a daycare center five days a week then we'll show up. Understand that if you're having a special event and there's food, they'll show up. But when things become hard, when you have to go to work, when you have to start putting those things into practice, we've got a lot of no-goers. we got a lot of people that'll they'll pull up to that border and they'll look over in there and they'll say, no nah, I'm not doing that, I'm going back to the house. I know people personally never had a job never was required to have a job finally gets a job goes in one day says that's too hard I'm not going to do that goes back to living off the couch you say what happened there are no goer. They want all the benefits of of living on their own. They want all of the, the privileges that come with living on their own, but they're not willing to pay the price that it takes to get it. Understand, Ruth here is paying the price for what she's about to get. She's left Moab. She's followed this bitter woman all the way back to Bethlehem. She's sitting there and they're getting, I can imagine, they're probably getting, starting to get hungry. And Ruth, she says, well, I think I'll just go out and see if I can't find somebody to find grace with. And they're going to find, I'm going to be able to glean some food off of them. And if we're not careful, we'll look at that and we'll say, that's too hard. I don't want to do that. I don't like that they're not willing to get the calluses they're not willing to get the blisters that it takes to go understand going is going to cost you something it's going to cost you your comfort zone for one it's going to be rough on your body we'll talk about that more next week lord willing But just a little disclaimer, anybody that's ever grown a garden understands the pain that I'm talking about. It's not easy. It hurts. Makes your hands hurt, makes your body hurt because it's work. Same thing's true with God. If you're going with God, sometimes it's going to hurt. There's going to be days that it is unpleasant. There's going to be days that you don't want to do it. There's going to be days that you don't want to get out of bed and go to church. There's going to be days that you don't want to come listen to me preach. There's going to be days that you don't want to listen to the Sunday school teacher because it's got hard. But understand the blessings are coming down the road. And what Ruth has to do today is get ready for what's coming tomorrow. She has to go says let me now go. I wonder in your life and in my life are we willing to go when it gets hard? Sometimes it's going to require us turning our backs on family. Sometimes it's going to require us turning our backs on a job. Sometimes it's going to require us turning our backs on a friend. Sometimes it's going to make us turn our backs on, on toys we like. Things we enjoy because if we're going, we have to go. There's no halfway going. There's no, well, I think I'll go today and I'll come back tomorrow and then I'll go back the next day. That's not how this works. Once Ruth stepped out of that house for the first time, her life was never going to be the same because she understood if she was going, she had to go all the way. God's not interested in you if you're only going to go halfway. You say, how do I know that? Go read Revelation, I believe it's chapter 3. The church at Laodicea, he said, I would that you were hot or cold, but because you're neither, you're not hot or cold either one, and you're just lukewarm, you're kind of half in, half out. It's like it hits the back of my throat and it makes me vomit. I hate it so much. That's what God thinks about halfway Christianity. Serve him today, serve the world tomorrow, serve him again the next day. If Ruth's ever going to get the blessings that she needs, that's what she says, isn't it? I'm going to go and look for some grace. I'm going to go glean, but I'm going to go and I'm going to look for somebody's field that I can find grace with. And for that to take place, what does she have to do? She has to go. You're never going to arrive where God desires for you to arrive if you're not willing to go. Now there are times that God's going to park you and you're going to have to sit there. We've talked about that in Sunday school this morning. And I've lived through some of those days myself to where God sits you down and he says, all right, you're going to have to wait right here. But even then you're still going because he's got you doing whatever it is he wants you to do. Abraham, he gave him a promise. Took him years and years to get that promise fulfilled. But even though it seemed like he was not going anywhere, God had him going somewhere. He came to him there in Genesis 12 and said, get thee out. It wasn't until several chapters later that that baby began to cry. 25 years, I believe. He had to wait while going. Seems kind of odd, doesn't it? We'll talk more about that next week, too. But understand, if you're ever going to be what God would have you to be, you're going to have to not be. A no-goer. we got plenty of them in Christianity today. We've got plenty of them in the church in the United States today. We've got plenty of them that that, they'll start real good. They'll come in and they'll, they'll sing out and they'll do all that and they'll put their money in the plate. But then the first thing that happens and it starts to get hard, it starts to get uncomfortable, they'll begin to leave. Because they pull up to it and they say, No, I'm not willing to do that. That's too hard. But that's not in Ruth's vocabulary. She says, let me go. She was willing to go from her house. She was willing to get out of her comfort zone. And she was willing to get out to do the work. I wonder today, what about you? God is desiring better for your life. He's given you a promise of some blessing. And we're like... Most of the world today, all right, Lord, come and bless me. That's what we do. But sometimes in order to receive the blessings of God, we have to go. He came to Matthew there at the receipt of customs. Made a little two-word phrase. That's all he said. Didn't introduce himself, didn't say, how you doing? What is it that he said to Matthew follow me and it says immediately he arose he left all and he followed is your faith good enough to do that is your faith big enough in God that when he comes you can say "Okay, I'll go sometimes in order to receive the blessings of God there's a going that has to happen It's not going to happen if I sit on the couch and wait like that little baby bird in the nest with my mouth open just expecting God to come drop something in. It's not going to happen that way. He requires for us to do the work. He requires for us to go sometimes. Father, we thank you today for who you are. We thank you today for your blessings. We thank you that you have desired for us to do the work. I pray that you'd give us a willing spirit as your children. And unlike when I was 17 and was mad because I had to get out and do the work, that we would be be honored and glad that you would desire for us to be able to get out and work for you. We thank you so much for this series and how it's helped my life. I pray that if there's one here today that you've touched about going, that you would uh, work in their heart. Pray that you would convict, encourage, do the necessary work. We thank you in Jesus' name.